This is the Emergency Medical Minute. Real, raw, relevant emergency medical education. Enjoy the show. This is Julian Orenstein. I'm a pediatric ER doc at Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children, uh, and I want to talk about pertussis today. Um, I haven't seen a case uh, yet this season, maybe in the last year or so, but it's often out there, and in Denver, where I practice, uh, we're a state that has a high population of vaccine refusers, so uh, if, if it's going to appear anywhere, this is one of the places it can. Um, pertussis, as, as we all know, uh, was a significant respiratory illness uh, until the advent of um, uh, a successful immunization campaign in the 1950s and 60s, and we more or less eradicated it, but it still seems to come back uh, with some periodicity of about every three or four years, and we will experience outbreaks of pertussis. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what it, uh, the clinical course typically is, uh, and I've got a uh, clip uh, of a of a baby who has pertussis, and I'll talk about why that in itself is a little bit unusual. Um, as you're probably familiar, pertussis has three phases. Uh, the first phase, which classically is described as two weeks, is the catarrhal phase, uh, where there's a nonspecific cough and congestion, followed a couple weeks later by the uh, whooping phase, where you have the whooping cough, uh, and then another two weeks of resolution. Um, in fact, though, uh, the, the cough can be quite persistent. Uh, and uh, the Chinese, I am told, know this as the 100-day cough. Um, so let me talk a little bit about, uh, about why it does what it does. Um, the, the Bordetella pertussis organism, uh, which you can test on uh, DFA or ELISA, is, um, uh, it causes respiratory uh, epithelial necrosis. So these cells shed into the respiratory tract. They cause mucus, congestion, uh, and the cough. Um, the cough typically uh, is a series of exhalations followed by a deep inspiration and presumably because of the damage of the respiratory tract. Um, and uh, it takes uh, those couple weeks for it to actually present itself and then it takes another couple weeks for the, uh, for the healing to occur. The reason it's important to understand that cough is because in infants who are currently the ones who are least protected by our current vaccination practices, um, they're not going to get this particular pattern. They're going to present with apnea, just like a bronchiolytic is going to present in apnea uh, the younger they are. Pertussis also can present with apnea, uh, and you may not ever get the characteristic cough. Uh, so what I'm about to play for you uh, is unique because it's a six-month-old infant with pertussis. Here it is. Wait for it. Okay. 
Okay, there it is. A series of expirations followed by a deep inhalation. That shouldn't have happened in a baby because they're generally not subject, they're not going to display the same illness that an older child will. And again, a nonspecific cough and apnea may be presenting symptoms. And that classic hoop is characteristic of the cough seen in older children. Now, how did I get this? Um, at a pediatric infectious disease conference, maybe a couple months before, I'd heard a speaker talk about the tongue depressor test. The tongue depressor test is where you take a tongue depressor, you put it in the back of their mouth, and you can elicit the cough. That's how I got this tape. That's how you can demonstrate if a child, in fact, has pertussis. So it's uh, quicker than uh, any lab test, and it's potentially quite reliable. So uh, pertussis. Um, hopefully you'll be able to commit that cough to memory and recognize it when you see it and test for it directly when uh, when you have the uh, opportunity or concern. Thanks very much.